From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And, uh, you know, the, once in a while, every couple of shows, we have the opportunity. It's kind of like old home night, just to get together as friends. And, yeah. and we have that opportunity tonight with some uh, great brothers uh, from YWAM. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to explore what's happening out there, especially around Ninth Street and uh, what's happening as, uh, as God really uh, takes these guys out and, and uh, where it's happening out in the streets. And we'll be visiting with them in a little bit. Right now, let's check with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. In his youth, Mylan attended a Muslim fundamental school. But at night, he would unlock the steel trunk in his bedroom and read gospel booklets by Kerosene Lamb. After accepting Jesus, Mylan sold Christian books in the market alongside articles of clothing, He also delivered tracks by bicycle to nearby villages, singing psalms as he rode. Radical Muslims in Bangladesh responded by stealing shirts and pants from his shop and yelling as he rode by. Things like, if we see you again, we will cut off your feet. Then see if you can ride your bike. Still, Mylan remembers how reading the truth of scripture changed his life. Do you remember? Go online to persecution.com. You know, I was having a conversation with my, my kids the other day, guys, and uh, I said, you know, we, we assume in America that the freedoms we have, Elaine, are always going to be here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a false assumption. We don't know. You know, you look at, at, at the end times as, as they're coming, and I don't really see the United States of America in that whole thing. I mean, we, we may play a part somewhere, but not, not a major player. And may come a day when we face the same type of persecution as as this uh, this gentleman did. And and are we ready? You know. And I, and I think um, you know God is is preparing us, and uh, we we need to be ready to to be so bold as to be able to uh, do what this this gentleman did, and and uh, risk it all, and 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 yet do it with with great joy, mm-hmm. as uh, as God uses us in powerful ways to to spread the gospel. Well, speaking of uh, great men and uh, great ministries, let's check in with Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. 
The Pacific Justice Institute has filed a lawsuit against the Nevada City School District because a counselor coerced a 12-year-old student to take a pregnancy test at school. Based only on rumors and without parental permission or notification, the test was done despite her denial of pregnancy. So, Pacific Justice filed a suit claiming damages for violation of privacy and emotional distress. It is a clear breach of parental authority and an outrage to allow any school to violate the rights of parents to oversee the education, health, and welfare of their own children. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Just a reminder, friends, the Pacific Justice Institute provides those services pro bono for free. And uh, in order to do that, they need your prayer support and also financial support. You can also call them toll-free at one 305 9129. That's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. And by the way, for those of you in Turlock, yes. we're going to be uh, have have again the great privilege of uh, visiting and uh, sharing our hearts with uh, Turlock Community Fellowship this Sunday. And I keep losing track of the time. Ten ten forty five somewhere around there. We'll check on that and All right. post that on the website. So be sure to check out our website. Each and every day, www.vibrantcommunities.org. Right now, let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Some opportunities for you to serve if you are a legal eagle. You like that? Interested in the legal system? Be a part of the Youth Court in Modesto, Oakdale, and its newest location in Ceres. Volunteer uh, ages 13 to 17 are needed to serve as defense and prosecution attorneys jury members, bailiffs, and court clerks. Adult volunteers who are knowledgeable of the law serve as mentors to help out volunteer attorneys with trial preparation and as judges to preside over the court. The court sessions are usually held during the evenings uh, and on the second Tuesday in series and the third Tuesday in Oakdale. Um, And the youth court process offers first-time juvenile defendants who have admitted responsibility for their offense and opportunity to have their case heard by a jury of their peers with an adult volunteer judge experience in juvenile law presiding. That sounds kind of a, yeah. a neat thing and a, a process that you might want to uh, might want to check out. Now, um, the they haven't found out about the kickball I put through my grandfather's window <laughs> the, many years ago. But you haven't know, the they statute can, of limitations can, run out on that? Maybe not, and maybe they could dig that one back up. They you could know and, and, do that. From and, time and, to time. and there was an injury <laughs> because the water turtle was sitting in his little thing, and the ball came through. Kicked that puppy. Well, it wasn't a puppy. It was a turtle. Kicked him clean across the room. You know, but Bam, it might have right injured the, the puppy that was in the corner. You know, I think that's reason enough to bring that back up. It I might do, be. I think I'm going to bring that one up. Anyway, nah, you know, the I think they should turn my collar around. <laughs> the Stanislaw County Department of Public Works would like you to consider the County Regional Transit or START. Maintain schedule adherence and learn transit gathering techniques. Adult volunteers are needed in the public transit division to perform transit route checks, such as time checks, board counts, and boarding surveys. Now, this may sound kind of 
strange, but you can meet and greet a lot of people. Mr. Al's laughing. He likes buses. Interested individuals will be riding public transit and should have good communication skills and enjoy working with people. That's what we're getting down to. Flexible. I can find out what a transit gathering technique is. That sounds really. Well, keep, you know, this I don't is, know what that this is. This is just for I you. I never Flexible. had my transit gathered. I just Maybe don't know what that you is. you should. So. <laughs> Flex. Flexible volunteer scheduling is available Monday through Saturday between 7 a.m. I know you like those hours. And 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. The the Stanislaw County Department of Public Works is responsible for the (laughs) development and maintenance of the county's infrastructure and its mission to provide for a safe and healthy community while focusing on economic development. Just think of how many people you would meet and interact with, and I, I think that's... That's pretty much what that well, traumatize <laughs> all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Just think yeah. about that poor turtle and puppy. Yeah, that's I right. can't believe you did that. I the did. United Way of Stanislaw County, and this is a biggie, okay? Provide outreach efforts to downtown Modesto businesses on the 211 anti panhandling project. Now, the project is a partnership between the United Way of Stanislaw and the Modesto Police Department. Together, United Way and MPD are working to reduce panhandling in downtown Modesto by providing 211 referral cards to businesses that they can distribute to individuals who are panhandling. These cards provide information on resources where they can receive food, clothing, and shelter in the downtown area. Volunteers 18 years and older are needed to walk door-to-door to local businesses to provide information about the 211 call service and distribute posters and referral cards. Uh, volunteers should have strong communication skills. 211 is an easy to remember telephone number. Uh, even I can remember that one. And um, so this would be a, a great, you know, we receive quite a few referrals from the 211. It's uh, a lot of people. You know, there's an interesting statistic when, when the police department was first. Uh, initiating this campaign. I don't remember the exact dollar figures, but they were talking about uh, people who just give cash, you know, and because it seems like the thing to do, you know. But uh, they actually did a study based upon uh, however many hundreds of, of people they tracked <clears throat> by by giving the money and supporting the addictions and such that, that often come out of that. It was costing, you know, something like $400,000 a year, you know, for just one. And they tracked this one guy who had, you know, uh, been through, uh, I don't know, it was a heroin addiction, I think, and wound up in the ER, and they tracked how much the county spent on this guy. That was almost half a million dollars, I think, if I was, wow. uh, if I remember correctly. And plus, uh, they also found that uh, a, a lot of violence um, comes out of uh, encounters where people refuse to give cash. And so this uh, whole campaign, I think, is, is aimed at uh, providing people with, with legitimate needs, you know, the resources for legitimate needs, but also taking care of the other uh, issues which are, kind of, which are kind of destructive as well. All right. Well, for another opportunity to serve now, let's check in with our friends from Youth for Christ. Do you know that in an hour a week, you can make the future better in the life of a young student? Hi, folks. This is Rick Fritzmeyer from Youth for Christ. We currently are looking for volunteers for our mentoring program. This is your opportunity to work closely with students 10 to 14 years old. You'll be helping them succeed in school and expand their vision for the future. Studies show that aside from a positive home life, a mentor is the next most critical factor in helping highly at-risk youth gain confidence and hope. Give our office a call today at 522-TEEN. That's 522-8336. Are you ready to make a difference? All right. 
our good friends from Youth for Christ, and they have a lot of great programs, a lot of mentoring uh, programs that you can get involved with there. And if you have any questions on any of these opportunities, please feel free to call Barbara Borba uh, for the United uh, Ways Volunteer Center. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Once again, that's 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or email her at bborba at uwaystand.org, and uh, she's very reachable there. Or you can always give us a call here, too, at 209-544-9571. Now, we have a, a, a drill going on on April 16th. Uh, that's coming up not too far away. It's a pan flu exercise. This is a full-blown scale in preparedness uh, for our community. And uh, we need volunteers to play. Pandemic flu. Pandemic flu. Okay. flu. Yeah. Did I say, I did? I just said pan flu, huh? Kind of, yeah, that's it. Pan kinda, yeah. Pan, pan. Sounds like something you, know? you make for lunch. Well, some you know, it, it sounds kind of appetizing, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, this could be a lot of fun. Now, if you ever wanted to call in sick, this would be the perfect opportunity to do this because you can call in sick and play sick for the day and really a very good thing would come of it. I'm probably getting all kinds of people in all kinds of trouble right now. But the pandemic flu exercise, April 16th, takes place at Johansson High School from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And we need volunteers once again to act as patients with the flu. That's right. This is a team effort and community preparedness for an emergency. And you, the volunteer, can be sworn in as a disaster volunteer uh, for the day by the state. This will be an honorable thing. It'll be a very good thing. And uh, we'll feed you well. We'll treat you well. I promise this is so cool. You just have to play and dead. You just I have mean, to play dead, easy. roll over. No, not really. You just lay down in the bed. We won't, you know, we'll pretend to hook you up with IVs and all that stuff, but we won't really. No, that's what you and, guys said no, last no. time. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> you did the pokey thing with the needles. Oh, well, uh, only uh, you, Pastor uh, Mike. I don't know. only do uh, that to you, but it really will be a lot of and if you want and that to, IV uh, thing get really <laughs> ticked me off. You got over it really quickly, Lou. Yeah. But give us a call here if you're interested in registering. And the intubation <laughs> thing really <laughs> set me off. Teach you too. to do weird things to right. turtles and puppies. So give us a call here at five four four nine. We'll be off the air <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have to worry about it. Five four four nine five seven one, and we'll get you uh, all. all uh, Checked out there. You know, if anybody. By the has, way, it's, I mean, seriously. Yes. This, the, it, it's a wonderful opportunity, but what it does, too, is it helps the county see mm. where the holes are potentially in, in their response system. Absolutely. So although it's a fun thing to do, what it's really doing is allowing the emergency uh, preparedness officials see, well, hang on, we, we need to work on these particular issues or, or these, and, and it shows the flaws where they are, and that's the whole point of it. And it's not just and, us bozos out there doing it. No, we do we right. say who else is doing it? I mean, all, the Office of Emergency Services, Absolutely. the people who drive the ambulances. I mean, all these you know really, really cool people are out there working very hard to put this great together. It's a great opportunity. Well, if there's any ministry in this community that is worth spotlighting here, it's, it's with those with us tonight. And... Uh, no strangers to Lighthouse Live, although they're hanging out with some pretty strange people. Yeah, I think they're rethinking, uh, <laughs> rethinking it. They tried to get out, but Al caught them at the door, brought them back Wouldn't in. Wouldn't let them out. It's Youth with a Mission, YWAM, we call them. And Chris Whitler and Jimmy Sestar are back with us tonight. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time on your day off, too. I feel so badly. But thank you for coming in uh, and sharing with us. 
Youth with a Mission, not only locally but globally, but we just love what you're doing on a local level, and we just just love you guys. Ah, thanks. It's great to be here. I have a question, though. What if there's a pandemic flu the day of the pandemic flu training? Then we're going to find out just how well this training we've <laughs> or been they'll doing. Or by that day. <laughs> they'll think we're all acting. That, <laughs> that's true. worried about here. Well, you know, and, and the community uh, preparedness is, is what this is all about, Chris. And, and I tell you what, we all need to be prepared. Yeah. And so this is That's a, co- I think I want to do we it. All, we I'll, we all, I'll sign you up. Yeah. We all board the train for UC Davis, I think, is what happens in that. <laughs> we'll warn them we're coming. The local edition of YWAM is awesome, and we have seen you guys walk the talk more times than I can count on all my fingers and toes. And I'll tell you what, when I say you guys need the spotlight in this community, you guys are a light in this community. And I tell you what, it is just a joy to partner with you guys, and uh, we did so uh, just very recently, and each and every time we do, it inspires us here at AVC to just keep on keeping on, and I want to thank you. Um, I'm glad that God crossed our paths, because uh, what is it we say at so many of the meetings that, that we meet at, uh, what we can do together is, we can't do it alone, but what we can do it together, and, yeah. and it just... Uh, the proof is in the pudding. So thank you for that. Just last, was it last week, Chris? You brought the, the uh, kids from Canada been in. about a week and a half, I think. Since that yeah, was incredible. Tell our listeners what, what happened with that. Well, we have, every year we have a group down from uh, Canada, uh, a leadership training team. They come uh, from an organization called Global Youth Network. And uh, it's basically an a, a organization that was born out of youth with a mission in Canada, and what they do is they uh, train uh, university students to take their peers on travel trips around the world to learn about social justice, uh, faith, and what we can do uh, to be a part of the solution. And so uh, we've we've known these guys for years. Uh, I worked with them up in Canada for about eight, uh, well, six years. And... Um, so they bring a team down here to Modesto every every February uh, during their kind of like spring break uh, to do a leadership training week with us. And uh, so we brought them by uh, AVC here and uh, just basically these guys are all all about they they want to make the world a better place. They want to they, they it's their passion to see uh, a difference made in the world. And I wanted them to see. AVC because it's such a simple idea that uh, that you know when you experience it you, you can see how easy it is just to be involved in people's lives so we came by and uh, they had a great time they loved it and we were able to go out on a mission uh, for AVC and we we had an awesome awesome morning doing that together so it was great yeah you know you mentioned social justice uh, Chris and, and a couple weeks ago um, following Dr. Martin Luther King Day, we were reading his letter from the Birmingham jail. And one of the things that he was speaking to fellow pastors was about was his his fear. I'll call it his fear. He didn't use that word. But his fear that <clears throat> the American church would become so inwardly focused or self-focused that it would no longer have any um, finger on the pulse of what was happening out in the community 
<clears throat> and that its its ability to react and its ability to influence change, especially in the area of social justice, would be lost. You know, and and it, it seems to me that the younger generation, and of course, this half of the room over here by the console, I mean, it's <laughs> half a century or more, you know, and uh, and you guys are bringing the age average into a more reasonable thing on your side of the table but you know i i what what do you see I and mean, it seems to me that a lot of our young younger uh, younger people really respond to a cause they're not so much interested in joining things but man you got a cause mm-hmm. that they can wrap their arms around and, and believe in and uh and they're off often running do, do, do you we kind of sense in a, a right direction there yeah i think so like i i think it um it the 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 way that young people are responding now to uh, the things that they're hearing about in the world, uh, it, it's it's with passion. You know, it's mm. something that connects with their heart. And uh, you know, I just I pray that we as the church can be there to to meet them to to give them something to do. Mm. You know, with that zeal. So it's it definitely there. Sounds like less of an intellectual approach to it, or an, or an academic approach. It, it's a heart thing, really, for many of them, right? Yeah, um, like with this team, like I believe, like no team we've hosted uh, to this degree, they really dove in with their heart. Yeah. Um, their first day uh, doing work with us, we just sent them downtown. And their their uh, mission for the day was to get to the mission. Mm. So we dropped them off around ten o'clock. They had no money, uh, no technology with them, no anything. And their exercise for the day was that their only source to get around town, find out how to eat, find out where to go, were, were homeless people. Mm-hmm. And they spent the whole day. Uh, wandering through our city trying to make their way to the gospel mission they're all canadians they had no idea where it was and uh, they had to be at the gospel mission by five o'clock where we would pick them up wow and um through that day they made uh they made these these friends that they really really connected with and and were able to uh understand what what life is like on the street and um they really connected with their heart and were able to keep that friendship going through the week and uh, be able to even still connect with them through email. And I was like just going to so. say they were the most compassionate yeah, group. We yeah. could sense that. And then when you left here, we just want to say yeah. they went over and they loaded all of this firewood. And this was no small little load of firewood. This was a bunch of firewood. And they took over and delivered it. And, and then I understand they went on that day to just do all kinds of things and Jimmy, you're nodding your head, and uh, what what is your sense of these people are looking for these younger people, looking for authenticity. They want the real thing, and you know what? They can spot it. They see it, don't they? Yeah. Move move up to your. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think um, obviously being asked to come here tonight, we don't want to advertise YWAM. We want to inspire people to. Um, to know how simple it is to do, um, to be in their own community, to be um, a light, to to uh, work, to know their neighbor, to let them know they're watching them, they're they're caring for them, and uh, 
it seems like that this team that was here they had that uh, a bit of that understanding mm. um globally you know that they can make a difference but um like half of them more than half of them said they shared what their strategic plan would be when they got home uh listing the people that they passed in Toronto on their way to school or mm. in Kitchener on their way to school those people that they will no longer walk past really fast, but they'll sit and have a coffee with them. Fifteen minutes can alter someone's day or even life. So, Well, I think this, this dynamic of building a relationship, of personally connecting with the people in need, and I think, you know, in our, in our Western culture, we unfortunately have developed a, a system of, we'll, we'll hire the pros to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll hire, you know, that's what the the paid guns get, you know, get paid for. And uh, we we really lost that personal connection. And, and that's what we so much appreciate about you guys and what you do is is you're out there and you're personally connecting with the people uh, in need. And uh, I, I think that's what we appreciate about this group, too, is that they were willing to, to step out and, and uh, touch and, and feel and, and get connected with the, the people that, that truly... Uh, had the needs in our in our community, and they weren't just uh, approaching it in an academic way. Um, we had a group in here from Idaho, right? Yes, yes. We had a group here from Idaho uh, last last spring. Last spring, you see the shovel right, up on the, the wall behind you. Of course, there. our yeah, listeners can't we, see it, but we won't hear anybody Chris, with. But they signed it. I can uh, confirm that there's a shovel on the wall. <laughs> 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 well, and, and what what we were so impressed was. These kids had tremendous skills. Mm-hmm. And they were basically high school age, yes. right? Yes, high school. Age. high school. And, uh, and, and a lot of them were, were girls. And they were out there Majority, sh- yes. schlepping material. They knew how to handle a skill saw. I mean, they, you know, they were doing construction. They were laying concrete. Just an, a, an amazing thing. But what was really cool, uh, as we had, to, had them out there with us on, on various jobs and graffiti and all of that, was how they lit up when they actually got in contact uh, with the people in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think going back to that comment uh, about Martin Luther King a couple of minutes ago, I think that was his fear that the church would lose, lose touch. Yeah. It would lose contact with the issues of social justice in the community and let it become an academic pursuit instead of a heartfelt response to, to you know, my neighbor, my neighbor is hurting. Yeah. And so I think we're, we're, we're thrilled, uh, you know, to see that the younger generation is really responding in that way. Hey, let's talk for the, for those who may not remember you or, or uh, maybe joining us for the first time. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys do on a day-to-day basis here, okay. in, here in the Modesto area. Well, it's uh, pretty simple. Uh, we... Uh, we, we've been here in one form or another since 2001 uh, as, a, as a Youth with a Mission team here in mm-hmm. Modesto. A lot of people familiar with Youth with a Mission know about the training schools that uh, YWAM offers uh, and the mission trips, the foreign outreaches that, that YWAM uh, takes church, church folks on. And, uh, you know, that, that's still going on all around the world. Here locally, we are... Uh, Strictly an outreach team, so we don't run programs. We don't run uh, too much kind of training, you know, where we're locked into training programs. But we are uh, an outreach team. There's uh, seven of us with the YWAM team, and uh, we basically spend our week on the street and being in places regularly uh, where we connect with people, build relationships, and uh, try to. 
get them to resources. We try to, uh, you know, offer whatever grace we can in the way that you would to a friend. Um, the idea behind, you know, what we do is to just be there, develop friendships, and friendship changes, you know, it changes you. Mm. It changes the way you respond. Um, if you're running a program, like feeding programs are great. We need them. We need them all over our city. But if you're managing a line, that's what you're doing. You're managing a line. Right. And uh, if if we can run something or run our day to where we have time to be with people, uh, we build friendship with them, and that friendship makes all the difference. So you, you respond to a friend much different much more differently than you would respond to a client uh, you know per se so that that's uh, that's our heart that's what we want to be driven by well i think one of the powerful dynamics for you is that you have a continuing presence you're you're there that people know that you're going to be there Mm -hmm. it's not kind of a i call it hit and run evangelism where you you know you you come and boom you you do something then then you leave you know that that sustainability, I think, is very important to the hurting, isn't it? Yeah, our 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 heart is to never, you know, to always keep promises. You know, when when you're mm-hmm. out in an outreach situation, uh, a lot of times, you know, as you're connecting with someone, you can you can make a lot of promises, or yeah, I'll call you, or we'll be in touch. And so our our goal as a team, and especially having similar heart in ministry is to help keep each other accountable to keep those promises who do we need to visit this week who do we need to follow up on and and really be there Mm. yeah it's so relational isn't it i know you guys see story after story of lives being changed yeah we uh are the the goal is to let relationship and compassion lead our way. Mm. So where and that leads us into all, all kinds of roads in the city. Kind of, <laughs> didn't Jesus kind of do it that way? I, mean, I, I could be totally mistaken, but it he, seems to me that that was. He kind might of have the, said a few things kind, about it. No. That's kind of the mo. I, oh, I I'm sure that he did. <laughs> you know, several weeks ago we played. And you, you pro- guys, I know you probably remember this. Chris Tomlin's version of God uh, of this city. And he wasn't the original artist, found out. But he borrowed it, actually, from this group. It's brand new. And I bug my record contacts like nobody does. And we've got it for you. The Irish band Blue Tree, God of this City, on Lighthouse Live.
Roadhouse Live with God of this city. Greater things still to be done here. You better believe it. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Chris Whitler, along with Jim Saster, and we are with YWAM. And great to be, I said that name wrong, didn't I? Suster, Suster. I knew it when it came out of my mouth. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll just fix that along with everything else that needs to be fixed. (laughs) Glad to have you guys here. And I'll tell you what, YWAM is doing great things in this city. I was just thinking about the guys that are in Thailand and the things that they see there with the young people, all of the trafficking that goes on there, the stories that they came back and told us last time the sad stories about the the young people there and the prostitution and all the horrible things that goes on there. As we think about those things, uh, why don't you address that and maybe talk about some of the flip side of that story that, that happens there. And, and Jimmy, you want to address that? Sure. Um, a lot of people don't know what's happening in Burma right now uh, for the last 60 years. Um, there's a uh, kind of a, a side military type of deal, a junta, is it? Um, they they have been persecuting their own people, mm-hmm. um, basically exterminating the Karen and Aka tribe mm-hmm. um, and claiming their territory. So uh, that's right on Bur- Burma, for those who don't know, is just on the west border of Thailand. So what's happening is um, the, the Burmese military will go into a, an, an area occupied by the Karen people, for example, and uh, just go in, guns a-blazing, shooting men, women, and children, um, drive them out of where they were living, and then line the perimeter with landmines so they can't get back into their homes, their crops, their, their life. Their lives are completely changed. Mm. And uh, then they try to live on the border there along the river, try to survive in the jungle. Babies are being born. Uh, babies are dying. Women are dying during childbirth. Disease is running rampant. It's a terrible, terrible thing. So they've gone into Thailand for refuge. And the UN will only allow a certain amount of refugees or people to um, have refugee status per year. So there are a lot of Burmese people living illegally in Thailand. Um, so we have been working in Massot, Thailand, um, with the street kids f- from that, like the kids that have come from Burma. Um, they set up uh, like a little hut out in the country, out of town, and the children walk into town and beg for money, beg for food, um, and often sleep on the street, under parked cars, in the marketplace. Um, they hide from the Thai police. Uh, from some, some of the Thai people are very cruel and racist against the Burmese. They, you know, they don't want them living there illegally. And then um, children are often captured um, at ages as young as eight years old, um, and taken. They're taken as prisoners in in the prostitution business, uh, or in textile factories, or, or what have you. So we are um, working to give these kids a safe place to live, and bathe, and sleep, and find Jesus, find joy, find dignity in life. Um, There are just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids in this one little town. That's just one little town on the border. Um, Yeah. Who wouldn't find a ministry like that worthwhile? Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you talk about the refugees, are are we talking about thousands, tens of thousands? What? 
I mean, what are we looking at? Thousands. Thousands. Coming into Thailand. Yes, we visited a refugee camp there on the border, and uh, it it was just endless. Yeah, it goes on and on. Endless. Mm. Wow. There's um, a a great partner organization over there who who we go and surf with called Compassio, and uh, they were born out of Youth with a Mission, and uh, they are doing an incredible work over there, very grassroots uh, you know, uh, a young girl over there uh, working with Compasio is a single girl one day, and the next day they take in, they just rent a house, take in some street kids, and ha- how many kids do they have in the house? I think they have eight now. So it's just a mom of eight all of a sudden. Wow. You know, uh, but their their heart is so akin to our heart that we just, I don't know, we just meshed right away because their heart is to err on the side of love to uh, if they're going to make a mistake they want it to be because it was grace that they were extending and so um, yeah there's just a, a lot of need over there and they're great people to to be connected with work alongside as you're there how is the relationship with the, the authorities or I mean do they pretty much leave you alone let you do what you need to do or is there some tension there it, it depends on the political climate at the moment when we, uh, Aaron and I went together last May, and our first night we had dinner with another American and some other Thai people. And the American was a doctor or a dentist that wasn't really a dentist, but he pulled teeth. And uh, he was also ex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good at what he does. Ex special forces guy, very cool guy. And that night that we arrived, he said, Be careful walking around. Uh, told our friend, be careful walking around with these white-faced guys playing with these Burmese kids. It's really dangerous right now. Mm-hmm. So we had no problems um, the time that we were there. But um, it, it's just they know what's going on. They know that, that you know Americans are coming over and helping these illegal Burmese. Um, and it seems okay. We obviously want to keep a good relationship with the Thai government. Um, the king of Thailand is a wonderful man. He's done a lot to help the people. Mm-hmm. Um but he's not necessarily the one that runs the political machine. So uh, I got pulled over by a police officer uh, on my uh, scooter, and they said, do not try to speak Thai. Just play stupid. So I played stupid, and he let me go. So. <laughs> were, were you, like, breaking the speed limit or something? I didn't have a helmet on, oh. but their helmets, okay. their helmets they are like – They have a helmet law? Yeah, but their, well, t- their helmets are plastic it's toys. It's like a toy. Are there? Really? It, it, yeah. it, it will probably damage your head more having it on. Oh, my goodness. So. <laughs> any, uh, any relief in sight on, on the Burmese side of things with the Burma government there? Is it just going to be a long haul with, with this type of thing? Well, I think the cyclone in Burma last last spring really opened the eyes of the world. Um, it, it's also called Myanmar, the, the right. country of, of Burma. But I like to say Burma because that's what the Burmese people call it. The government calls it Myanmar. And I don't like the government of, of Myanmar. Uh, they're very cruel, very closed. Um, I guess uh, the Marines and the Air Force had aid in four different locations surrounding mm-hmm. Burma, and they were not allowed in mm-hmm. until three days after, which the third day after a disaster, there are a lot of people gone. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then there were reports of them stamping their own name on the aid boxes that mm-hmm. came in mm-hmm. to deceive the country. And so I think, I think that really started to open the eyes of the world that, okay, this is a problem. This country really, they're really doing these things, and we need to step in and, 
and work to change it. And what kind of response do you get as uh, you know, these refugees are being persecuted and and uh, in, in terrible conditions? So you must have a great opportunity to show the light of Christ there, mm. uh, you know, without any, you know, giving away any uh, details that would be inappropriate, names and, and, and whatever. Any any stories you can tell us about the contacts that you made there? Well, the, the last time I was there, this, this was before Aaron and Jimmy went last May, uh, we got to tour with some of the Compasio staff around to the schools that they that they help run. Uh, they're running schools for the children that are at risk. If they're on the street, if they're out during the day, uh, they're at risk of being picked up and being trafficked. And um, so uh, the uh, staff are trying to provide schools for uh, these kids to be at during the day, connect with their families, do what they can. So we just took a little tour of everything that they were doing. I've, I've never found a more warm open-hearted reception as, mm. as when we went to some little outdoor schools as a patio with a roof <laughs> and uh, kids just loving being there uh, learning all kinds of stuff learning English uh, because you know that helps them later on in life if, if they can know English just learning all kinds of things and it's just such a beautiful it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life was there we, we were at the refugee camp for the Burmese and walked into this little thatch hut that's like 30 feet off the ground, bamboo floor. I was really, really afraid on the bamboo floor <laughs> <laughs> because it was 30 feet down to the pigsty Aww. below, and I could just see me falling through. Aww. I didn't, thank goodness. <laughs> but we got to teach the kids a song, and then they sang us a song. and Destroyed uh, us. Destroyed us. It was so beautiful. Brought us gifts. Like these people are in such need and they're hungry and uh, just full of so many needs and they brought us water and food. Wow. And, uh, I, felt, I felt like a king. Like I, yeah, it was, it's beautiful. What a humbling experience that must have been for you. Well, friends, we are with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, a ministry that we love so much and we'll be back with more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. 
And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of a church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer. I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we thank you for listening wherever you may happen to be. Pastor Mike Elaine and our special guest from Youth with a Mission, Chris and Jimmy. You know, guys, we had a, a song a couple of minutes ago about God in the city. God loves the city. Mm. And I, I think his heart breaks for the city and he wants us, our hearts, to break for the city and, and to respond in like ways. But uh, that all, obviously also requires uh, some funding in order to get some of that done. And let's talk a little bit about uh, your needs and uh, in, in uh, the ministries God has called you to, both uh, here in the Modesto area and over in Thailand. Sure. Well, I can speak to the one in Thailand. 
Um, there's a, an emergency need that, that just came out this week. One of the Compasio workers over there and, and our friend Aaron, a co-worker Aaron, is over there now, and, a, and a, another girl from our church. And they take some of the kids that they're caring for to see their mothers who are in prison. Oh. Mm. And um, so on a recent visit, uh, the girl that takes the kids in, one of the guards approached her and asked her what she does. That He knew that, he help, that they help kids. And so she told him what the, the Compasio houses were all about. And he said, can you take some babies that have been born in this prison and care for them. Uh, They have five toddlers between the ages of two and three uh, that that they are getting on March the 5th. And uh, because they want to err on the side of grace, they just said yes. That's that's their heart. They just said yes, we'll take them, trusting that God will... God will provide. And so there's real easy ways to give toward that and and uh, help pray for them at their website. It's C-O-M-P-A-S-I-O, Compasio, dot O-R-G. And so uh, that's a that's a need over there right now that's uh, pressing. It's this week. So if uh, there's uh, great ways to donate online for that. One more time, uh, Chris, at C-O-M-P-A-C-I-O dot org. S-I-O. I'm sorry, S-I-O. C-O-M-P-A-S-I-O, Compasio.org. Dot org. Okay. Yeah. And what about here? Uh, well, we have a group of kids that we've been working with every Saturday and more. We met three years ago. They were living in a, a motel on South 9th Street, not in school, filthy, unsupervised, uncared for, not cared for, I should say. And uh, they are now in a home, uh, in a couple different homes, doing better. They're in school um, but they're also getting older, and the four older boys, or five, um, they're 12 and 13 years old. Um, I believe that if we want to uh, keep young men from joining gangs and getting into illegal mm-hmm. behavior, we need to um, show them their true strength and uh, uh, outsmart the competition. So I and John and I think Chris and our friend Jordan – uh, from Bishop YWAM, we're going to take those boys to the wilderness, to the back country, wow. and uh, let them have their strength tested. Wow! And mm-hmm. teach them real things, skills like uh, map and compass, and their relationship to the earth and to God and responsibility. Uh, it's something that we, I hope, in the future they can help lead other young men. And I need about three thousand dollars to do that, so cool. that's going to be in July. Now you're taking them up to the Sierras near uh-huh. Bishop. Is that where the connection is? Yep. There? Yeah. Oh, wow, why that country up there is. How can people yeah. get involved with that and 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 literally help you with that? Well, uh, our website is YWAM Modesto. Okay. Two M's. Y W A M Modesto. Okay. Y W A M Modesto. Dot O R G. And and can they just. Like earmark donation if they donate through the website. Yeah, there's a, a simple donate online with credit card button there where you can let us know what you want your donation to be for. You so. know, if a bunch of people contributed a little bit, you'd have it right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be so cool. Again, friends, that's ywammodesto.org. Two M's. W. W. Yeah, it's been a long day, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> YWAM starts with a Y, doesn't it? It does. It does. Y-W-A-M-M-O-D-E-S-T-O, Y-W-A-M-M-O-D-E-S-T-O, org. 
and uh, encourage you, friends, to uh, to support yes. that wonderful mission. You know, that's going to be a lot of fun. That mm-hmm. trip would be so cool, too. Yes. Oh, you and a lot of work. You guys will get a good workout, too. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. Last time I was up in the Sierras. No turtles or puppies. No right? turtles or okay. puppies, but right. I was with, with a friend, and, and, and we camped and put our tent in a dry riverbed. Mm. And we left for 45 minutes and came back, and it turned out not to be a dry riverbed. And the tent was about umpteen million yards away, floating away, you know. And, and then that night I got bit by a bug on my oh. eye. And it looked like the Cyclops, you know, oh. coming out. So I, I have fond memories of the yeah. Sierras up there. Right. We, we ah, God that, bless you guys. Yeah, we, we hope that there. doesn't happen <laughs> to us. Again, both websites, friends, where you want to support the wonderful work that God is doing uh, through these men in, in Thailand. It's Compasio.org, C-O-M-P-A-S-I-O.org, or uh, here on uh, Stateside in Modesto, YWAMModesto.org. Got about uh, two minutes, guys. How can uh, how can our people pray for you over the next couple of weeks and months? Well, I think just uh, we you know there are there's a, 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 a there's despair over our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know a, a, a couple of people that are just drenched in despair, um, and really, if you could pray for a man named James. Jeez. who uh, has given up. He has completely given up. We mm. see him about every week, we try to check in on him, remind him that he's loved. Uh, he's a handicapped man uh, who almost is choosing his handicap and uh, is is just uh, full of addiction and despair. We need God to come through, but we can't do it. You know, We know we can't do it. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. So if people can agree with us in prayer for the despair in our city uh we're just a little piece that's trying to answer that not you know we know we're not the the big deal in this city we're but we want to do our peace faithfully so hey, and well and it's all those people doing their peace faithfully god takes all those parts of the body puts them together and some pretty cool things happen uh jimmy what about some uh, prayer requests from you as well the same thing that it's such, it's such a big thing that it tries to creep in in our own lives, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we want to kill the negative and Amen. give way to joy, Amen. the the true life joy that is our strength, the joy of the Lord. We want to give make room for that, mm-hmm. allow that in our own lives, and to spill over Amen. out out of our lives. Because during this time, you know, that's what we should be doing is, is yeah. to encourage and, and build uh-huh. one another up. And amen to that. Yeah. Well, we just want to uh, to thank you guys so much. Chris Whitley. Whitler. Well, I want to get these names right. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Sestar for joining us from YWAM Youth with a Mission. What an awesome awesome ministry and thank you dear friends for joining us wherever you are in the world from lighthouse live pastor mike and elaine and al ramsey god bless you